what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, stuff artists. Welcome to Mad Science Films. I'm Jimmy P, filmmaker and sexual astronaut. And as ever, I'm joined by my page three stunner co-host. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. James Morrissey, one out for the Mad Science Films team. So, guys, before we crack on with this new format, new show, don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel. Follow us on Facebook. And that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Leave the comments in the section below. Comments, yes, 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 yes. Cool. Yeah, I, I've been listening right. to you do it for so long. I, I, I know it now. You think I would remember it all, like, verbatim by now, but clearly, clearly Also, not. Also, guys, before I interrupt Jim, Please check out our fourth feature film free over on YouTube. Just search for a little monster or click on the link in the show notes below. This week, we have a new strand to the channel. And Jim, explain it to these good, good people. So we're calling this simply the Plex. Uh, so this I, wanted is the... To, I wanted to call it Plexing with no pants on. But um... well, I tell you what, we could maybe leave it up to the... Yeah, to the guys watching, which which do you prefer that we could change it, okay? So we'll have a little poll thing going on. I do quite like that because it gives me an opportunity to sing, but I also just like the unabashed filth of plexing with no pants on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they both got their strengths. Uh, so this... To be honest, like, if we do start really gutting for, like, a Plex sponsorship deal, <laughs> they'll probably be, like, simply the Plex more than plexing with no pants Yeah, yeah. we'll have to run and buy them first. So, guys, if you're wondering what Simply the Plex is, uh, this is the show where we look at the free streaming service Plex and review the best movies Plex have to offer. Nice. Yeah. yeah. True that. True that. Yeah. Plex was a brand new one to me. So, thanks to Jim for switching me onto it. <laughs> I mean, I've got a billion other streaming services, but there are, I, I have noticed there have been some ones on there which I haven't been able to, some films on there that I haven't been able to get elsewhere. So my watch list is steadily growing on Plex as well. So, Jim, what have you cherry picked from the Plex tree for us to watch this week? I mean, if you're a horror fan, you'll be, I think you'd be quite uh, delighted with the catalogue that Plex has to offer. And uh, there's quite a few on there which are really, really good. But this one in particular for this week, it's one which is, I think, grown on me over time. It's Return of the Living Dead Part 3. Brian Usner uh, directs this and produces it, I think, as well. And this is the third installment of the Return of the Living Dead franchise. Okay, let's uh, let's do yeah. a synopsis. So, ready? Having recently witnessed the horrific results of a top-secret project to bring the dead back to life, a distraught youth performs the operation on his girlfriend after she's killed in a motorcycle accident. Right. Like, me and Jim, we've discussed this before. I mean, I'm a big fan of number two, whereas Jim is not. Uh, but I think that's down to me watching Return of the Dead Part 2 before I watched the first one and nostalgia and all the rest of it. No, number three. I'm not, I've never hated number three, um, but I kind of dismissed it. And I think over time, like not watching it for quite a long time and then watching it recently... I had a reappreciation for the film, I think. I think the passage of time has made it seem a bit better. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. It's such a good, fun film. It does have its flaws. It does have its kind of like continuity issues. And the storyline kind of is a bit cheesy, but it's a return of the living dead uh, sequel, per se. Um, I do love the 90s vibe. I was digging the 90s vibe. Uh, just the Very lit. 90s lit. As Very well. 90s. Even like the core, like the father and son feels like a 90s melodrama. 
you know, at the center of this crazy zombie film. But um, a lot to like about it. A lot of really cool scenes. And Brian Usner is not not afraid to get gory and bloody and go on those mad like they some of the scenes are just so and do you know, like this well it, it really gets into it doesn't it it doesn't there's no build-up it just gets into it you know for, i just like the whole scene right at the beginning where they're first testing the trioxin on on the zombie corpse and it comes to life and it kills i mean spoilers uh but it, 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 <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> bad things happen in a horror movie <laughs> yeah uh but it goes on his mad kill spree and it just doesn't hold back and it's pretty much sets the tone uh yeah. for the rest of the film i do and there's a lot of there's a lot going on so and effectively it is like a love story between kurt and julie mm-hmm. and um you know it's it's like almost like a romeo and juliet kind of thing my my journey with the film uh is a bit of a roller coaster. So I think I caught this as soon as it came out on video back in the day. So I'm guessing I would have been about 14, 15 when it came out on video at least. Um, and I didn't like it because at that point I'd already seen the first and I'd seen the second. And yeah, as Jim said, I'm not a massive fan of the second, but what I, I liked about the two was the humor. Um, and definitely when I saw it, when I was you know like a teenager, I didn't feel there was that humor in there. Um, mm-hmm. You could argue now, like that, it's a very pitch black humor. Um, but I didn't, you know, I, I I didn't feel it was Return of the Living Dead film. So yeah, I didn't quite yeah. vibe with it. Um, and yeah, you know, I got the whole sadomasochistic bondage stuff in there. But as a you know, fifteen year old, fourteen, fifty year old, you know, mate, I was just interested in in good old fashioned regular porn. <laughs> You know, so the Sado yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. wasn't quite, you know, I was just like, what's going on there, man? You know, I, I, I'm not sure I want to see zombie titties. You know? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I probably rewatched it, I don't know, about 15 years ago when I was just, yeah, watching anything I could. Um, And I definitely... <laughs> appreciated it more on its own terms yeah so, yeah as you said mate i think it's a great idea to kind of do the zombie romeo juliet kind of thing you know a love that wouldn't die um but with added kink so yeah however so rewatching it for the show after you recommend it and rewatching it on plex i'm kind of ashamed to admit i love it a little bit less this time um so i still love the core idea and I love the main characters and everything like that. But the 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 subplot with like the Latino gang running around, um, that just drags for me. That whole act two really drags, and I kind of feel they are just additional zombie fodder. You know, they're only introduced yeah. to be a bit of a threat, which is unneeded because you've got the army threat, and I think that is you know that's a much more mm-hmm. interesting threat because you know it's the dad versus the son. Um, and then you know the dad's rival played by Sarah Douglas so yeah. the, the Latino gang is just like really stereotypical really 90s hey say, oh yeah you kinky and I'm like oh, okay <laughs> um, and I just don't care about those characters so when they die horribly it's like okay cool looking I... zombies amazing gore but yeah like, that just drags and we spend time with them as you know one of them's like dying in the back of the car and I'm like I've seen this before and I've seen it done mm. that so I I, 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 th- I I think I think that's probably down to because if I'm right, I think they didn't have much time to shoot this film. It was only a matter of a few days. Right. 
And I think if you're dealing with, like, the threat can't be mass zombies like you've seen in the first two, or particularly number two. That takes time, doesn't it? So I think they had to rethink their inks or pre-plan in the script beforehand to have these... Uh, you know, these the, these elements of danger that weren't zombies, so of a small gang and all that shit. Mm. I get what you mean, though, but I think for the audience, they, they don't care about how many days you had, do they? They'd like, I want to oh, see this. No, exactly, exactly. But I think I think they could have achieved the same thing, and mm. even on a lower budget, by keeping it as the military, the military would yeah, take yeah, yeah. after them. Um, I, I kind of like that. dad it's... was like more torn as to, you know, oh, I'm mm. chasing my son, and uh, uh, uh. I think I would yeah. have seen more of that. And if anything, Take the time away from the Latino gang, who like they're not the main characters. They're not. They're, they are stereotypes. They're cliches. Take that time and put it more in the beginning of the film, so we care a bit more about uh, Julie and what's the guy called? I can't even remember what. Kurt. 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 Yeah. Kurt Cobain, man, so nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Seattle, nice. let's start a band. So <laughs> you know, put more time into that, so you give more of a shit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I really love the military setup. I love the location of that place. I think it's really well realized. Uh, as you said, mate, the opening scene with the massive zombie, you know, really like emaciated zombie who, yeah, you know, on the IMDb trivia, apparently was a homeless dude who they yeah, 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 put up in a, a high class hotel so they wouldn't lose him. And yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I mean, is that slightly exploitative? <laughs> I'm not quite I mean, sure. I think I, th- I think he had a limousine. Uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah, to get him. Yeah, so, they just didn't lose this guy. But I, mean, yeah, the I guy love is... all that military stuff, and I, I I I like the tension between the father and the son. As I said, mm. Sarah Douglas, you know, who's in stuff like V, uh, Superman, in, um, Superman Two, she's that guy's yeah. in that. Um, British actress. <gasps> um, yeah, she's brilliant in this, and I love the tension between her and Kurt's dad. All of that stuff, I think, works really well. Mm. A great set design. I love the coloring, uh, the the lighting that they do in it as well. So you know, like in the booth, uh, it's very blue and dark or whatever. In the lab, it's white, and then in those corridors, you have that orange, you know, red alert kind of coloring and stuff like that. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I really like the locations too. I mean, the sewer, the the army base. You know what I mean? I liked in the alleyways. It kind of went around the place. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm not sure what they did really well was by lighting it or having different colored sets and all of that i think they really established it it made it feel like extra production value you know and and, and, you know i think it was like probably like a almost like a star trek trick in the terms of all those corridors was probably one set that they just moved the modules around yeah 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 so i really dug that um i think hurts played by j trevor edmund he's fine he's a bit 90s bland it's kind of like um oh billy warlock in society you kind of need that like vanilla character so he's properly like freaked out when uh mindy clark who is amazing in this film i mean she makes the film for me um Mm -hmm. you know playing julie uh you know and it's such a great design that obviously that was the video cover that we all kind of grew up on you know, yeah, yeah. Image of her. I mean, it's not really. You think about a poster; it's not a great poster, but it's an amazing just image that works. And you're like, I, I, I think. I mean, that was a really good. I think that was a really good um, twist in this. Well, not twist, but a, a, you know, seeing seeing Judy transform physically. Because I guess when 
when you're thinking about the Julie being bitten and turning into a zombie, I mean, you just go down the regular, you know, she, she gets pale and her eyes change color. You know, they, 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 they didn't settle for that. They, they kind of up the ante, but go, no, we're going to, we're going to kind of put nails in and, and really disfigure the body and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So she becomes this kind of like, yeah, more demonic looking fucking psycho zombie. But I like, there was, um, there were some similarities or some things they've taken from the original to uh, um, original Return of the Dead. I, I, there's a lot of similarities between Julie and can you remember Trash in the original? She seems obsessed yeah. with sex and death. And, and I like that. Yeah, that's a good point because I think, and what I picked up definitely more on this viewing than especially the first time I watched it is, yeah, she's clearly a bit kinky and everything to start with before she becomes the zombie. So if anything, this kind of amplifies it. You know, she's really morbid. Yeah. Like, you know, Kurt's like, shit, let's get out of here. And she's like, did you see that? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah. I mean, she's literally playing with his dick, and that's why they crash on the bike. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, she, you know. she, she's definitely one of these, like, living on the edge kind of people. You know what I mean? Don't wank so, and uh, drive. <laughs> Don't wank, don't wank off your partner and expect to live. Don't wank and drive. If you're mate. driving, that is. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, but yeah, it's, it's what was it, like an hour and a half? An hour and a half. I, I think it's about hour and 40. Hour and 40, yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And also, did you notice, though, um, and this I was kind of annoyed with, so sorry, Plex, but you guys have got, like, the cut US edition. Uh, and I only noticed this when I, uh, you didn't actually see her insert the glass shards and everything into her skin. Mm. Uh, you mm. saw the reveal as the monster. And I was just like, okay. But I remembered as a kid, uh, and mm -hmm. I looked it up, that, yeah, we were lucky in the UK, like, whenever it came out on video, we got the mm -hmm. full uncut thing, um, which apparently wasn't available on, like, home video or whatever uh, to Americans until the Blu-ray release. So... Mm -hmm. Which surprises me because I mean, usually, you know, kind of like gore and stuff like that, we have it toned down there in the UK. So I was a bit disappointed that, yeah, the um, the version on Plex is obviously the US cut version without mm. the bits where, I mean, story wise, it, it doesn't make uh, a huge amount of difference. But Steve Johnson, who did the makeup effects, he does such a great job that it's a shame we don't get to see that moment and it's such a, for me, iconic moment of the film because it's all, you know, extreme close ups of you know this like yeah. yeah sadomasochistic stuff she's doing to herself kind of like you watch those 80s action films where they're getting ready to fight and you see the close yeah. of the friends lock in That's and stuff brilliant, mate. yeah kind of like that isn't it yeah. for more yeah. horror yeah it's, yeah the hellraiser version of hellraiser commander yeah 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 <laughs> definitely yeah definitely a mix there but uh write that yeah. down we're gonna make that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean what what, what was your feeling about the, the relationship between the two central characters and their, the actors' performances. Did that work for you? or I mean, it's somewhat believable. I mean, like you said, there was no real build-up, was there? There was no real establishing them as a couple. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I think it was believable enough, but not like, yeah. I think, like you said, maybe if there was a bit more of a... I mean, I appreciate them just getting into the film. Yeah. I appreciate that but could they have done maybe something a little bit before a couple of scenes 
I'm I'm torn. I'm torn. So I think by the end of the film, they've really established it. So I think, yeah, like the final scenes, spoilers, when they're in front of like the furnace and everything like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. those poor kids. And like, you know, if you think about Romeo and Juliet, yeah, they're basically two stupid kids who end up killing themselves. Again, spoilers mm-hmm. for Romeo and Juliet, you know, which is what, like 600 years old now? I don't know. <laughs> but so, you know, <laughs> yes, they are just stupid kids. So on one way, yeah, that's kind of all the scenes that you need. But on another way, if you're doing the whole, you know, a love that death could not stop, maybe establish it a bit more. Like the scene where uh, Julie and Kurt are fooling around in his bedroom and the dad kind of interrupts and, you know, then mm. there's a big blow up and dad, you don't understand me. I kind of wanted more of that to kind of establish the stakes a bit more, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you would. It's difficult. I kind of get what he was going for in the in the Romeo and Juliet. You know, they're just two dumb kids, and and their plan really is for him to go to Seattle and become a, a drummer. Great, sure. Clearly, that's supposed to be a stupid plan. You know, they are just kids. But yeah, you know, at the same time, then are we supposed to really, you know, kind of root for them? Plus, also, kids fall in love quite easy and quite quick anyway. So in reality, I guess you probably wouldn't be much to in terms of a pre, that's, you know. Yeah, that's what I agree with. But at the same time, I think, you know, trim some of the Latino stuff and then give us more of the relationship at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. at the end, I've got no complaints. I think it's really well established, you know, when he goes back into, you know, the military lab or whatever and sees her in the mm. cage and everything like that. They had me fully on board. I just feel that early on in the film, I hadn't bought enough into the relationship to to carry mm. me through Act Two. If you if you get it, I think that's yeah, my yeah. problem with it. Is is Act Two puts its focus in the wrong place um, with the Latino gang and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they, yeah, it's a bit too. Yeah, yeah, but, I, I agree. Yeah, but I will say. Um, I still think it is a really strong film. I, I still think it's the only good sequel to The Return of the Living Dead. Um, Four and five are not good, yeah. I, I Do you know what? I've actually... I, I know I watched them, like, back in the mid-2000s or late-2000s, but I've repressed the memory, so I cannot remember a thing about it. They weren't them. that good. They weren't that good. This, this is probably the last, yeah, decent... Proper sequel. And I, I've got a feeling they just bought the name rather than you know had anything to do with the earlier films um i still not sure whether it works as a return of the living dead but as a film in its own right i definitely think it works i think he does some interesting things with you know like the zombie genre genre in 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 general um yeah as i say i i kind of love it slightly less for that act two dip than i did when i watched it i don't know in my my 30s uh, but I love it more than when I watched it in my 15s. So, you know... It, yeah, I mean, like I say, when, when I first watched it, yeah, in my uh, teens, I, I I wasn't really fussed on it. I didn't really, you know, didn't really like it. But just over time, it's kind of grown on me a bit more. Um, but, yeah. Nice. It's, a, it's a good... And it's... Look, it's on Plex. It's free. Give it a go. Uh, yeah. If you just want some, some zombie fun from the 90s, and you'll get a go. Definitely want to watch. Be, be warned, it, it is it is the un, it is the cut version. So I don't know. I think it's only a matter of like a handful of minutes that that are cut. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you were brought up on the KVHS, it is noticeable when you don't get the the piercing scene, if you like. So yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so Jim, you've watched 
Yeah. Than the Living Dead Part Three. It's not. It's not your bedtime. You can't be going to go to your bed, Dad. What are you going to follow it up with? Well, there's a couple of films. So, um, if you if you want a really cool zombie film, I mean, go watch the original Night of Living Dead. It's such a cool film by Romero. Uh, a bit slower pace, but more more character development there, and um, it's a really good good zombie film, which started it all off. Um, definitely recommend that one. And a, a Brian used the film, which I really like, and it freaked me out watching it at a young age. And that was Society, we touched on earlier. Really messed up body horror, thriller kind of film uh, that really messes with your head. That pairs uh, beautifully. Commentary. Cheese and wine. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of social commentary about classism and stuff like that. Uh, but some good, really weird characters and quirky effects and stuff. So that's, that's a real entertainer. So, yeah, that's my two there. Nice, nice. Uh, I've gone with, yes, the original Return of the Living Dead. Um, yeah, there, as Jim said, there are callbacks in Return of the Living Dead 3 to, to the original. Um, you know, yeah, there's, there's a tar man. Absolutely, I, I hadn't picked it up on it before, but the the um, similarities between Julie and Trash, yeah, those are definitely mm. there. So yeah, agree with that. Um, I'm going with Stuart Gordon, but I think Usner produced it. So From Beyond, um, which okay. was another one of their Lovecraft adaptations, but again with this weird SM kind of vibe running through it. So you know, if you dug the kinkiness of Return of the Living Dead Three, then there might be something for you in uh, From Beyond. Um, and also because Mindy Clark was amazing in this film, and definitely I remember when I watched it, I was like, who is she? I want to see what else she's in. She was in a brilliant later, I think mid to late 90s uh, Mexican, I think it was, horror film called Killer Tongue, um, which oh, has right. like, um, yeah, it's got, I'm fairly sure it's got Doug Bradley. It's definitely got, um, oh, uh, Robert Englund in it. Um, amazing, weird, like 90s techno soundtrack. Um, yeah, and she's amazing in it, an amazing like costume. So, hang on, there's the poster, you guys will see it there. Yeah, well worth tracking down. I have no idea where you can get it now. I it's just one of those ones that was burnt into my brain, yeah, as, as a teenager. Uh, I've got the soundtrack somewhere, <laughs> uh, very 90s, but yeah, yeah, definitely recommend trying to trick track down killer tongue also with uh melinda clark as she now goes by because yeah more mature than mindy so, yeah definitely that's very cool killer brilliant tongue. okay guys so let us know have you seen return of the living dead 3 also what other films do you think we should check out on plex because i am a relative uh plex virgin you know i've just popped my cherry with return of the living dead 3 but ease me in gently now you know before we start doing the really kinky shit and jim <laughs> Jim, what else can people do? <laughs> right, guys, if you do like this video, then please hit the like button. Uh, if you've been enjoying the Mad Science content and want to subscribe to our channel, follow us on Facebook. If you have any comments or suggestions, then leave those in the comment section down below. Thank you and goodbye.